Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Where we're fighting cultists. Classic sure? Find the Path It stuff. is classic Find the Path fighting cultists. Mm. Sometimes you gotta just go with the classics. And then they explode. <laughs> oh, oh, no. gosh. Oh, Hopefully not that Lordy. classic. <laughs> no, no, we've already taken one of them down and they didn't explode. Plus, Yet. that'd be using the same gimmick twice <laughs> in two yeah. APs, and Paizo's better than that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, admittedly, this is the second cult sect in uh, in another AP. How many adventure paths in a row have you fought ghouls? Just ghouls, <laughs> just the ghoul at some. Remember point. that time that all the APs all lined up on that one monster? Them. Oh yeah, the the uh, the, Gwekubu the Gwekubu? One? Yeah, yeah, oh, no. yeah. Ah, serendipity. <laughs> uh, but no, you are in fact fighting. Uh, some cultists, and they're not of the explodey variety of cultists. Uh, for that, go see Mummy's Mask. <laughs> Instead, you are actually, uh, you're now deep beneath the uh, city streets of Kentargo. Once again, as we left our hero's office, they've made their way to the ruins of the Lucky Bones Gambling, ca gambling Casino, where they'd found a, a passage underneath that that led down to a secret lair. Uh, you believe the lair of the uh, long defunct Gray Spiders a villainous organization, a thieves guild. Uh, there were also slavers involved mm. in Kentargo years and years ago that were ousted and destroyed by the Hell Knights of the Order of the Torrent. Some, uh, I think almost 60 years ago. Approximately. The party found the secret entrance. They made their way down into the uh, the cellar where they were confronted by a trio of Utyugs. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And after a uh, long conversation... to go home. Yep. <laughs> you convince them that this uh, this living arrangement where they're all crammed together, it's like a, you know, getting a college dorm. I was gonna, it's like getting a tiny studio apartment, <laughs> and then uh, everyone just kind of like with with two roommates, <laughs> where it's, oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> it's like when Jess and I had to share that one room apartment in Korea, and then I got yeah. a cat, <laughs> and then you well, got a cat. Like we didn't already have a lack of room. And you know, mm. it might have been better if there was bunk beds, but they're Utyugs, so just imagine how big the bunk bed has to be. Mm. They all just sleep piles. on one giant futon. <laughs> oh, it's a futon? Okay, it's literally yeah. half of this room is just futon. <laughs> and not a good futon. I'm talking like Walmart brand futon. Where yeah. the, oh, for sure, yeah, 100%. You're mostly supported terrible. by steel beams rather yes. than an actual pillow. <laughs> Wake up with a spring in your back. If you're lucky enough. There's some college student listening to this right now on their metal spring futon just going, man, I look I forward seen. to. <laughs> I feel seen right now. Yeah. I look forward to graduating and getting a memory foam mattress. <laughs> it gets better. And, and, a get lot better. Of, and a lot of back therapy. It's true. Mm. Heather and I had a friend back in uh, the, uh, the college days that just had a giant love sack. Mm -hmm. Just bought one of those six foot love sack. And that's just what she slept on. Yep. That's Talking about no support, those things eventually just flatten. <laughs> it's true. Of course, you probably weighed like 95 pounds soaking wet. So, yeah. Following this uh, discussion with the Utyugs, where you convinced them that this this living arrangement wasn't tenable, they mm -hmm. went, "Okay, you guys can go downstairs and go tell the nice ladies down there <laughs> that uh, that we're going to be leaving." Yeah, and these these nice ladies decided to try to murder us the second they saw us. Yep. Yeah. You'd descended down into this uh, this underground area, which you're going to hope will eventually be your new secret hideout. As you'd stepped right now, in, it's uh, gross. It has an infestation of cultists that we need well, to take care the, of. Well, actually, the upstairs was really gross, but the moment you got down here, it's actually really nice. It was like, oh, look at this nice room. It's got vaulted ceilings. It has Don't a cool little platform here. Don't they have a crazy altar in here, here, or is that a different AP? Uh, no, they've just got uh, 
a picture There's drawn like in blood on the wall. It was described mm-hmm. as. Oh, okay, basically. it's just a stage. Good. It's not yeah. like a bloody altar. We're chill. We're chill. We might not have gotten to the, you know, bloody altar yet. <laughs> I was going to say, this is just the antechamber, right? Like, yeah. we have to go into the, you know, the the place proper for the real blood and guts. This is where we'll yeah. do our conference meetings, where we have everybody in and they it all is sit a, together. It is and... defined here as the meeting hall. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, there, there you go. go. We, you Ooh. know, honestly, you put, a, you put a big long table and a bunch of chairs and it'd be quite nice. And, and no, you, you know, like rows of light. chairs, Jordan. And then there's a stage for you to put your podium on. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the fellowship hall. There's donuts there. I like the idea that you think <laughs> we're gonna be you're, we're gonna be big enough that we're calling in like a hundred people in to have a conference on maybe some you know, rebelling in you. <laughs> Probably not. No, no, this cannot fit a hundred people. I'm thinking thirty or forty. Game mechanically, this room can fit forty people with each person having their own five foot square. You could squeeze a hundred people in here. I mean, it'd be cramped, but you could. <laughs> it would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. All right, where's the fire marshal? We need to get him to raid it. So you'd come down here, at which point you'd been confronted by uh, five cultists, <laughs> according to them, yep. that uh, basically the whore queen herself will descend upon you, the queen of hell, uh, servants of Mahat Hala. Which is how we knew we were in the right place. Or they're all uh, heterochromia havers. Yeah, they have the, the two-toned eyes, yeah. So uh, dual eye colors, uh, one brown, one blue. But a fight had then begun was a rather interesting combat because most of you were still stuck in the stairway. And I think some of you had no idea, like you couldn't even see the room or see what was going on in there. <laughs> nope. At uh, which point uh, Ross went in and uh, started laying, like Nicolo started laying waste uh, in that first round of combat. <laughs> Vittoria and Lucia had both uh, rushed to the fore to basically pull up uh, the front ranks here to hold the line, uh, rushing actually past where Nicolo was, mm-hmm. uh, about through the middle of the room. And uh, from the back, you'd had your uh, your primary spellcasters in the form of your uh, your druid and your wizard uh, laying down some uh, a little lightning and water to uh, yeah water. get the elemental attacks thrown in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at the end of that first round, uh, going into round two, uh, two of the cultists were down. However, uh, there were some rather poor will saves in the form of both uh, uh, a command spell directed uh, towards Nicolo <laughs> and a separate one directed towards Lucia. One of which yep. had ended in a. Uh, a critical failure in the case of yep. Niccolo and uh, Lucia's had been a, I think a hero point spent for like two points higher. Actually, I think the hero point got it you was, out of a critical failure. It was off of failure. a nat one to not make it a critical failure. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Although Which it was, was nearly still it. a critical failure. So. <laughs> still, still worth running. it though. <laughs> I'm only running for one, one action though. It's fine. On the plus side, we all have hero points again. It's true. You oh, do yeah, all have hero though. points once again. True. It is an even episode. So where we had left off, and the beginning of round two, you are all here in this guild hall, this uh, this guild meeting room, twin rows of stone pillars supporting a shallow vaulted ceiling 10 feet above the floor of this wide room. A number of wooden doors hang half open on rusted hinges uh, off towards your left and right. Uh, four doors on your left, four doors on your right. And fragments of tables and chairs lie in various states of ruin scattered throughout the room. Off towards your uh, immediate right-hand side on the same door that you've come in on is a a single door, which is closed, and then past that, a wide set of double doors, which are also closed, leading deeper into the complex. On the opposite side from where you've come in is a stone platform, basically a stage, uh, some 15 feet across with stairs heading up to it on the right and left fang- flanks and a, uh, a railing across the front. On the pillars, you can see various torch sconces, 
which line the walls and have uh, torches in them that emit a soft purple flame and an odd smell. Hmm. I believe I described it as simultaneously too sweet and too bitter. Yeah. Uh, Smeared on the walls is what appears to be blood uh, decorating the spaces between the sconces, uh, as well as the far wall, uh, with Mm -hmm. this large, one-eyed, almost insectoid or devil face across the far wall. Uh, you hadn't really had a chance to look into all of that too much as uh, you've been fighting for your life. Yes. Yeah, we, we were uh, like slightly distracted. So let's uh, queue up a little Sirenscape. Sirenscape, failed will saves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sirenscape, run for your lives. Speaking of running for your life. <laughs> uh, round two uh, of combat begins. Nikola. Well... Uh, Nicolo immediately turns around and begins marching directly out the door because he was told to go. It is true. I believe you have the fleeing condition. Yep. For the next entire round, I believe. Yes, for the entire round. Um, on your turn, you must spend each of your actions trying to escape the source of the fleeing condition as expediently as possible, such as be- by using move actions to flee, opening doors that bar your escape, so on and so forth. You uh, cannot delay or ready. True. Oh. As far as Nicola knows, the best way to get out of here is to go back up the stairs. So back up the stairs it is. Yep. So <laughs> one action to go to the stairs. Oh, no. Where are you going? I have to leave. <laughs> I have to leave. <laughs> he, he, tur- <laughs> he turns looking at Edas as he just pumps his fist. <laughs> little, little legs just straight going just two at a time up the stairs. <laughs> I, I feel like his legs are fairly large, actually. He's a tall man. <laughs> I think he's the second tallest in the party. Yep. Yeah. Cesare is taller, but yeah. yeah Cesare has those yeah, uh, an elf, elven dancer I mean. legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nikolu, I guess, uh, heads back up the stairs. I think he's near the landing where we all came in from. So, uh, yeah, you're Basically, you've gotten up to the second loop um, going mm-hmm. back around as you're, uh, oh, you're rushing up the stairs as Nikolo goes darting past all of you. I suppose at the end of the action, at the because I believe that uh, it only lasts for, for that round and that's it, right? Correct. At the end of the action, Niklo just curses and goes, this. (laughs) (laughs) And turns to run down the stairs. Oh, it sounds like he remembered. Uh, As long as he's coming back. So on the plus side, I'm also no longer frightened. Sure, you are no longer frightened after that either. So uh, you go running up the stairs as you uh, you flee at the top of your speed. Mm -hmm. In utter darkness, because, uh, well, fortunately, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, Nicolo's the only one with dark vision, so that doesn't impede him in any way as he's running up the stairs. It's like, eh. (laughs) Because if I recall correctly, you guys uh, left Vittoria just standing in darkness in the hallway whenever you have everyone She was one with the darkness. (laughs) I have low light vision, not dark vision. (laughs) Yeah. So that takes uh, us from Nicolo to one of the cultists. Uh Let's see. You were the fear cultist last turn. So she's going to go ahead and start with taking a quick five-foot step back. A stride her back. First she action. can't take five-foot steps. This is second edition. She takes a <laughs> guarded step back, uh, which is a five-foot step, which does not provoke attack of opportunity because Vittoria just ran up into the combat. And she has no idea if Vittoria is a fighter. Mm. Well, I, I'm a quote-unquote fighter. You just stabbed a person. <laughs> I mean, I, I fight when I need to, but that is not her forte. <laughs> well, she doesn't know that. She doesn't know us. And we're going to let her continue believing that. She's sitting here like, hmm, this woman, that's not her forte, but she did stab my sister. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, speaking of this woman, she's going to go ahead and take a five-foot step back. She'll use her next two actions as she calls upon the powers of Mahat Hala. Right. And I will need a will save from Vittoria. Stop trying it to is a enchantment spell. I rolled a five for a 17? A 17 will fail. Yeah. As she turns to Vittoria and says, drop. Uh-oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Drop it like it's hot or like get on the ground. <laughs> yeah, like, like how Victoria are we dropping? Does not is this like a twerking, stripper drop? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking to a drag queen, they're going to drop. <laughs> yeah, like maybe she falls down. I think you just lay down on the ground. Yeah, like, I probably you know? just I probably just crumple. For your first action on your next turn, you will have to drop prone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, okay. So drop yourself, not drop items you're holding. Uh, release is technically the command word for releasing what you're holding. There's also stand. Which is you just stand there. You use your first action to just literally stand there and do nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's a way to eat an action. Out of around. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that takes us from that cultist to the next cultist, the one directly in front of Vittoria. She's going to go ahead and also step. So she'll go ahead and step back, uh, kind of backing away from the front line there. Uh, turn her attention back towards Cesare. Uh huh. Oh. Okay. And uh, okay. let's go ahead and get a uh, fortitude save against a nice necromancy effect as uh, she mm. extends her hand out and calls upon Mahat Hala. Cesare rolls a perfect 20 for 29. <laughs> Killing there it! Cesare's like, excuse you. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on anyway. All right, yeah, so that does that's a critical success. Uh, target is unaffected. All right, well, that would have been useful, but unfortunately, no. Yeah. Were you trying to do something? <laughs> oh, oh. So yeah, she's going to throw spicy. a net over your head next turn. <laughs> See how much you're laughing when you're in a net. Taking us from there to uh, Adria. Cool. Um, Adria wasn't going to cast a spell, but now is probably going to. I'll move up and stand next to Vittoria. Okay. Form up the line. And then I think a 30 foot cone will catch all of these ladies. The three remaining cultists, yes. Yes, not the ladies that are on my side. The the bad the bad ones. Yeah, I, I, there are a lot of ladies like right now in this room. Part of the bad if you're ten feet further back, you could catch all of the ladies in the room. Uh, no, I only wish to catch the bad ladies. So I catch the bad ladies. Um and I essentially conjure a pack of misty feral wolves. Um, They can make a fortitude save as the mist washes over them. Well, I guess feral shades is what's happening. A wave of uh, gray mist forms out of your hand as you uh, call upon this power, forming out of your outstretched hand, briefly taking the shape of a pack of predatory animals Mm -hmm. uh, that leap forward. Uh, So I'm looking at an 18, a 28, which is a perfect 20, and a 12. Uh, It was a 22. Does that 12 critically fail? That 12 would critically fail. Yes, it does. Oh, okay. So it's 11 points for the one that failed, 22 for the one that critically failed, and nothing for the one that critically succeeded. Dang, 22. All right. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, there we go. So uh, the wolves uh, leap forward, descending on them, tearing into them, although one of them does manage to just kind of roll out of the way of it. Um, mm. Or technically just care. resist the effect of it because they're weird, ghosty things, and it was a fortitude save. Yep. As they uh, go reaping forward, taking us from there to uh, that cultist is dead, Lucia. All right. Uh, Lucia hears the uh, command flee and goes, okay, boss, and then runs away for 25 <laughs> feet, then goes, <laughs> and starts running back to exactly where she is. So that eats two of my actions, and then I have to use another action just to close in with these uh, ladies. Mm. <laughs> these fiends. These fiends, yes. Uh, it's almost like I planned it. It's um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so I will go ahead and stride um, 
I'm gonna move up 15 feet, so I am t I am close to two of them. Um, they're probably all gonna step away from me, but that's fine. I'm just wanting to intimidate the one in the back as well. Ah, for your stabbies. For stabbing, but yeah, that'll take my entire turn to reposition to a point where I can actually do the stabbing. That'll take us to the cultist on the platform. Yeah, she'll go ahead and uh, she'll s take a guarded step, stepping away from Lucia. Mm -hmm. uh, turn back towards uh, Adria, and let's go ahead and get a fortitude save from Adria. We haven't done that yet. It is a necromancy effect. Okay. <laughs> Yes! 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 We are immune to necromancy. The spellcasters are immune to it. <laughs> the funny thing is, is the only other time that they attempted this was on Jordan, who made a perfect 20. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> All right, so uh, a perfect 20 will oh automatically gosh. succeed. Oh my gosh. Adrian like winks at uh, Cesare and goes, Oh, were you trying to do something? <laughs> <laughs> You have oh, no man. power here. <laughs> oh, my God, oh I love goodness. It. Amazing. Just wait until you get to the cultist leader. That takes us to Cesare. All right. So, Cesare is going to pull a nail out of his uh, pocket and cast this cool magnetic acceleration spell that Ooh, nice. I just picked up at the Fancy. cultist in the back. That's furthest away from everybody. Okay. So I uh, pull a nail out and launch it at massive speed using the power of physics. You seriously make a rail gun? A magic rail gun? <laughs> yeah. It would have seemed so. Okay. <laughs> oh no, you have a hero oh, point. I only rolled a four. I kind of want to use a hero point. I know it's not like a super important roll. Mm. We still have a whole dungeon to go though. Four for a 16. Mm. Yeah. Hero points coming. You only go. get so many spells as a thing. Yeah, that's also true. Ooh, that's a third level spell. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You only get yeah. Uh, I say hero pointed then. I'm, I, I'm, I'm concerned yeah. that a railgun is only a third level spell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Watch me roll. Watch me roll worse. Hey. Don't, don't. You have the mythos. Yeah, hey. that's a 10 for a 22. Hey. That might work. Hey, it's 22 a 22 will strike your target. All right. Huzzah. So the spell does 3d6 bludgeoning damage and 3d6 piercing damage. Ow. Okay. She's gonna take. Uh, that's not a great roll. She's gonna Ooh. take eleven points of damage from this Still like hurts, yeah. nail that just that, gets that is a single the nail. <laughs> so many dirty jokes we could make. We love it. That is still enough as the uh, it slams her <laughs> against the uh, the back wall as she slumps down onto the stage. <laughs> he like picks up a nail and flicks it. And, you know. <laughs> All right, nailed it. Nailed like, it. Like you bashed her with a morning star, basically, <laughs> except it was a it was, except it was a single nail. Apparently, Rachel's brain is just <laughs> all over the place. Sorry, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> when the occasion calls for it, when all you have oh, is a nail, everything no. is a piece of wood. Cesar <laughs> just kind of you know works. brushes his hands and looks towards the other two cultists. <laughs> is that your third action? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay where I am. My third action is to just. I don't know, look cool. He looks cool. I don't know. Strike you, stri you strike a very, like, <laughs> manly wizard pose, you know? All right. Technically speaking, if you wanted to demoralize, it is a single action. I don't you know how intimidating you are. I don't think Cesare has a very good intimidate. I, I, feel, I, like you, I feel like you. I feel like you should thing. get a plus two bonus just for the fact that you no, used one Cesare's single nail to kill somebody. No, Cesare's not even trained and intimidate. Okay. We're not going to do that. We're just going to, you know. Uh, that takes us from Cesare to Vittoria. Uh, Vittoria drops. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, you drop prone. Then I'm gonna like do a cool little like backflip back up. 
<laughs> well, okay. it doesn't say that you fall down like on your back. You could literally just do a burpee, basically. <laughs> That's true, as yeah. As long as it does so, two actions, technically. What <laughs> happens is the Vittoria immediately thought about her training with Morgar, jumped down into the burpee, and then was like, wait a minute, and then immediately hops back up, therefore completing the burpee, but also <laughs> dropping it. That's true. And also eating two of your actions. Do you have one action remaining? Yes. Um, <laughs> Rick's like, this is flavor text. I don't care. Um, <laughs> flavor uh, text is my favorite type of text, to be perfectly it's true. honest. I have a it's feeling true. you're just going to step mm, back flavor. again, but I'm still going to step forward and close run out in. of space eventually. Yeah. Back him into <laughs> okay. the corner a little bit. So Vittoria steps up, taking us to the top of the initiative for round three. Nicola. Oh, <laughs> Nicolo starts marching back down the stairs to go to there. Oh my god, everyone is so far away. We all wish you come back. So, if everyone could do me a solid and not mention this part, I'd appreciate it. As he runs past Cesare, Cesare's like, welcome back. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. You missed my third level spell, but welcome back. <laughs> I nailed the girl on the wall. <laughs> oh, I was wondering why she was stuck there. Anyone else use the railroad spike launcher in Fallout 3? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 100% yes. It also reminds me of the crossbow in Half-Life 2, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My brain immediately goes to because you it's the VAT system, so you blow mm-hmm. off limbs and they just be stuck to the wall with uh, yeah. <laughs> railroad spikes. Mm-hmm. It's a bloody game. All right, so Nicolo rushes in, uh, basically gets all the way back to exactly where he was previously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there was no sense in moving anywhere else at this point, so here we are. All right, so Nicolo runs in. That brings us to uh, one of the two cultists facing off against Vittoria. Uh, you know what? She's just going to cast harm. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, That'll well, do. Let's do some harm versus living, shall we? I don't like it. Uh, we're going to go and just do a one-action harm there. Uh, so, yeah, I'll need a will save from Vittoria. This is against a necromancy effect. She's booping you. Her hand wreathes in uh, in red flame. Well, apparently I am not in the nat 20 club. That is a mm. 7 or a 19. Uh, only strikes you for six points of damage. That was a poor oh. roll. Okay. Mm. I mean, Could have been worse. I don't like being Could've left out worse. of the nat 20 club, though. <laughs> Actually, you didn't take an attack of opportunity. No. Yeah, so she'll just uh, point blank range Divine Lance, uh, oh. Victoria. All okay, right. Okay, then. Uh, are you good aligned? I am, in fact, good aligned. All right, so she shoots you with a bolt of pure evil, point blank range. Ouch. Yeah. Great. Uh, she gets a 20 even for her tackle. Yeah, that does not hit. I have a 23. Yeah. So you spring lively out of the way as this bolt of literal pure alignment damage evil shoots past your face. You'll have to do better than that. She smiles coyly. Well, yeah. Victoria probably makes a face like, uh, no. (laughs) Uh, The other one will go ahead and it's looking like we're getting pretty close into a flank there. So she's going to go ahead and take a step back uh, away from Victoria (laughs) and Lucia to avoid that flank. Yeah, Lucia's closing right now and is obviously a melee combatant. I'm just going to hope that there's an off chance that this removes her. Because she has not used her command spell yet. So oh, she'll go ahead great. and cast that also. Um, okay. Go ahead and make me a will save. This okay. is an enchantment effect. You guys have been rolling uh, real good club. on these saver sucks, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not part of the Nat 20 Club, but I do roll an 11 for a 21. 21, that is a success. Unfortunately, uh, this one is a saver suck as far as... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, success and critical success both make you immune to the effect. Yay! Yeah. It, it is a level one fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, fear, like, even if you succeed on fear, you're still yeah. frightened one. So, it's like, true. I do like the fact that fear is not save or suck anymore. Mm-hmm. Although, if you critically fell on fear, it really sucks. Yeah. Frightened three is no joke. Yep. Takes us to Adria. Yeah, Adria's just going to level her plus one striking hand crossbow uh, at the the woman, you know, 10 feet ahead of me and fire. Okay. 21? 21 will strike your target. Hey, that's hey. fun. I don't often shoot things. <laughs> Ouch, a big three damage. Wow. <laughs> chip, chip, chip uh, it away. And then I'll take an action to reload, and then I'll shoot a second time, because why not? All right. Mm. Yeah, your bolt slices in. It barely clips her, but it does hit. Hey, I'm doing it. Gonna try again with that minus five? Ah, nah. Twelve. Oh, almost. It was teetering yep. there by a 15. Rolled a five for a 12, so that's not gonna uh, Yep, so unfortunately that second bolt misses. Mm. It is what it is. Uh, so Adria fires off two, well, fires off a shot, reloads, and then fires a second shot, taking us from our druid to Lucia. Alrighty, Lucia is going to go ahead and take a uh, step forward, uh, face off against the uh, one that just tried to command her. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and no strike her. No one tells Lucia her. what to do. No one makes me bleed my own blood. Hey, Cesare has that spell prepared if somebody does make him bleed his own blood today. Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. All right, I, sh- I will, uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and do a knockdown attack. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. I roll a three Ooh. for a 20. A 20 will strike your target. Yeah, <laughs> fighter powers. Don't do it. All right, so first off, I hit her. I do six points of damage because I, I also you. roll a one and a two on the dice. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a struggle. So six points of damage, uh, at which point I'm going to do an athletics check to trip her. All right. And since you do have a free hand, you can do that. Yep. Uh, roll a six for a 19. Hmm? A 19. Let's see. A 19 will beat her fortitude DC. Oh, All nice. right. As you knock her off her feet. On the ground with E. Uh, she tumbles <laughs> false prone. <laughs> I'll All show right, cool. ye. Now you drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taking us from Lucia to Cesare. Cesare is just going to go back on his old favorite electric arc. Um, okay. Yeah, might as well. Between those two cultists. Oldie uh, but a goodie. to make their saves. Looks like the uh, one on the ground has a 20 and the one standing has a 22. The 20 fails. The 22 is the save DC. Okay. Mm-hmm. So half for the one standing. So Cesare does 12 points of electricity damage. Still a good amount of damage. Yeah, that's still good. As you do uh, electrocute both of them, however, uh, they are both still, well, one's still standing, the other one's still getting up to her feet. (laughs) (laughs) Cesare, for his last action, is just going to stride up. So he's behind Vittoria, but beside Adria. If I have to punch somebody, I'm close by. (laughs) (laughs) You're also like, you start birthing more spells now. Cesare... To Vittoria Scordato. Uh, Vittoria is going to go ahead now that I, now that I have the actions, I would like to devise a stratagem. Very well. So I'm going to take the time to do that, and then I shall attack. That's a twelve. I think I'll go ahead and take that. All right. Okay. Which, with my little extra bonus, gets me a twenty-six. So I'm going to keep that. I think that will hit. A 26 right. will strike your target as you leap to the four, lash out with your short sword. All right. Damage. Uh, that'll be 11 points of damage. Ow. As your right. blade whips around, slices into her, she stumbles back from the short sword cut, although is still standing. That's Taking good. us from Vittoria 
to round four. Nikola. Who? I have multiple avenues of attack here. This is wonderful. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Yeah. I will begin by double moving, actually. So I'll use two actions to stride to actually go all the way around the cultists back into the corner by the stage to flank one of them with uh, flank one of them with Lucia and flank the other one with Vittoria. Okay. <laughs> Double flank. So Nicola springs across the room. Admittedly, it doesn't stack, but the one on the ground, I think, is going to be my first target. So, yeah. Well. So I'll go ahead and, and uh, slam my tolling bell into the one that's currently on the ground. All right. You lash out, striking down at your target. Ooh, that's not, well, it's not great. But then again, uh, their armor class doesn't seem to be the best either. That's a three for an 18. An 18 will strike your foe as you bring the mace down. <laughs> I think they were described Morning as just Star. being in dresses. I don't think they're in like battle armor yeah. or anything. <laughs> I mean, unarmored proficiency still is a thing, but. Ooh, ooh well, I also, <laughs> I do get sneak attack too. That's oh, true. They I, are flat I think her skull's uh, going to get yeah. a knocking. So that is a total of 21 points of damage. Dang. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. As you slam your morning star down, there's a crack from the center of her sternum as she sputters up blood and then stops. As you wrench this horrific looking uh, morning star out, considering <laughs> it's just this crude table leg with basically <laughs> silver nails through it. Jeez. I guess you are next. <laughs> It is a it is an ugly but effective weapon. Do you have your yes. next? Because that's a no. Thing. I just well, you did tell somebody. Action. I asked last last uh, session who's next, so I finally ah. got a chance to say. Oh. I guess it was yours. Ah. <laughs> ah, yes. I love it. That brings us to the remaining cultist. We love a callback. Who will go ahead and? That'd be so great if that worked. Mm. <laughs> so she'll go ahead and take a step away towards the spellcasters. Oh, hello. All right. All right. Bold move, Cotton. We got an elf there, so... Uh, yeah, she's going to go ahead and uh, direct her. She's going to go ahead and do a two-cast. Go ahead and give me a nec or Fortitude Save versus Necromancy from Jezre. All right. All right. We can do it. Oh, God. I shouldn't have used oh, that hero oh, point. God. That's a critical yeah. failure. Mm. <laughs> 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 you, why do you say it? You totally 100% did that. I just that. said you can do it. <laughs> you shouldn't have said a thing. That is a critical failure. Yeah. Oh. The natural one. Mm. You are permanently deafened. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. What? As oh. everything just goes pop and then silence for Cesare. Mm. Well... For the rest Damn. of you, like, Chesare starts to, like, slap the side of his head, like, trying Actually, to Actually, it's more ear. probably one of those reach up and poke Raven. Can you still hear? Yeah, I can hear just fine. She responds mentally in your head. You're going to need to keep telling me what's going on. I can't hear anything. Yeah? You're very calm okay. for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to panic in the middle of a fight. That's not going to help anything. <laughs> There's no reason to panic. <laughs> that should be a feat. <laughs> Uh, that takes us for the collect. I literally, I was banking on the possibility because I was like, somebody could critically fail this. And we do have some low fortitude saves here so, and there. So, deafened, first of all, you can't hear. 
You automatically critically wait, fail. Wait, really? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, you automatically that. critically fail perception checks that require you to be able to hear. You take a minus two status penalty on perception checks for initiative, as well as checks involve sound, but re also rely on other senses. If you perform mm -hmm. an action with the auditory trait, which includes spellcasting, spell unfortunately. Anything with a verbal component. Uh, yeah, true. If it doesn't have a verbal component, that doesn't matter. But uh, you must succeed on a DC 5 flat check, which is basically the 20% chance from first edition, mm -hmm. or that action is lost. Attempt the check after spending the action, but before any effects are applied. You are, however, immune to auditory effects, again, for some reason. Such as <laughs> command. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, that, uh, that, that sucks. That's a problem. That sucks real bad. That goes from the uh, the cultists to Adria. Well, I just don't like that. Um, uh, you know what? I'm just going to lightning her some more. So, um, yeah, I'm going to throw a Tempest Surge on her and call some lightning down. Um, she can make a reflex save. All right. She will attempt to make a reflex save. Ooh, that's not bad. Uh, 25. That is a success, ah. but not a critical success. So she will take half. Mm. So she will take half of 17. That is still enough yeah. as a blast of electricity rolls through her. She hits the far wall. Mm. Very good. You won't escape our mistress. She then slumps down to the ground and falls still. <sighs> Turn immediately uh. to Cesare. Though I can't hear anything, but luckily I can telepathically communicate with Raven, so... He shrugs. We just, this is all just Raven's voice now. Everybody picture that in your head. <laughs> and when he sees you looking concerned, he can say yeah. that it's very loud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he probably, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you know, dig your claws in whenever he's getting too loud. They're very concerned about you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just, he, you know, he seems I, surprisingly calm. I mean, that's Cesare for you. But, They're saying uh, you're a cold fish. <laughs> I'm sure that is their exact words. He says out loud and kneels down. Is Excellent. there anything weird about this, these cultists' hands? Are they wearing gloves? Is there something strange about their, their hands? hands? Yes. Uh, I mean, inspecting their hands are scarred. We look at Cesare looking at hands. And which one of their eyes is blue and which one is it brown? Is it the same as on It's not all the same on each one of them. It's just okay. one of their eyes. Hmm. Mm. When you say scarred, is it like intentional scarring? Is it like, and is it a lot? We just stare at Cesare like, what are you doing? I yeah. have this a is, theory yeah, and I need specific. to know the answer to this question. <laughs> you may make a society check if you so wish. Well, I'm going to take 10 minutes if we have it to uh, bandage up Vittoria because I have assurance for nature and I can do it for free. Uh, Lucia doesn't really have a great idea. So there's... Uh... All these doors are open into the various little rooms off of this main chamber, correct? Uh, the four doors on the northern side and the four doors on the southern side are open. But not the double doors that are, like, on the wall that we came in from, right? Okay, I will go over there and uh, guard the door. Okay. Cesare is searching the bodies and making a society check. Vittoria. Uh, Vittoria is also checking the bodies, but... Probably not for society, more for, you know, anything else. Forensic. For curiosity? Yeah. Well, forensic evidence more so. You think some of them were electrocuted. One of them looks like they were stabbed or hit with a mace a couple of times. <laughs> you not get that so much. It's like clothing, stuff like that. You know, like you're getting into the nitty gritty. Uh, so, Ross. Uh, Nicola's just going to start taking stuff off of them. Loot the bodies? Yeah. Okay. Adria, you're going to be doing your 
he'll check on uh, Vittoria for the next 10 minutes. So technically kind of following her along while she's looking over these bodies. Like, stop moving. I need to examine them. You need to stop bleeding. But Lucia, you make your way over towards the door. Keep an ear out. You don't hear anyone else. Go and roll me a perception, though. Okay. And in the meantime, uh, Niccolo looking over them. Mm -hmm. uh, each one of these women are carrying a silver unholy symbol. Uh, all of them are identical. It's a fancy silver and holy symbol with the uh, gemstones and all the rest of that. The skeletal hand of Mahathala. Uh, in addition to that, each one of them is carrying a uh, a single da dagger, a net, and a suit of leather armor. All right. <laughs> These women are changelings. What's that? They're the children of hags um, that are usually given to foster parents. Mm. Or swapped, and the parents don't know. They're always women, and they always have the mismatched eye color. And then at some mm. point, they usually feel their blood the calling out to them. Hmm. Huh. Uh, is that like a thing with uh, with with Mal Mal Mal? What's her name? Does she like changelings or something? Hey, maybe uh, the lead is a hag because these girls all look very similar. And their hands are scarred, but I can't tell if it's anything significant. Cesare kind of glances down at Vittoria. <laughs> mm. I mean, the scars on the hands, from what I can tell, are from electricity burns. Not necessarily sword fighting. Mm. We should be on our guard. I think there's a good chance that they know quite a bit about us. I mean, they didn't really seem to know our fighting style or anything. Sweet Tooth was closed this morning when we walked past it. Uh, yeah, so? Lakula wears an eye patch and always wears gloves. But she was so nice, and I spied on her when I was a rat. She's also the one that pointed us in the direction of Maggie, who then tried to kill you in your house. I mean, that's true. It is a viable suspect. And all the children go there for free sweets. Which would be a good way to select your child that you're gonna take. Exactly. It'd be quite a racket. I'll just assume that Raven is translating what everyone is saying for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She also always wears gloves, and these girls' hands are scarred. Hmm. It's all circumstantial at the moment, but it is a viable theory for sure. Only uh, one way to find out. Must continue on. Seems so. If you would just stop moving for like two seconds. Is there anything of note in the cells? Mm, haven't had a chance to look yet. Give it a once-over. I mean, I don't hear anything coming from these doors, so I mean, we got time if we want to go through them. I mean, Cesare will just take a glance in one. Do some, uh... uh... Each one of these small doors or small rooms off of this appear to be a cell in the, uh, almost more of the monastic phrasing. Uh, each of them are about nine foot square uh, with a, a single bed. All the beds appear to be a f much newer construction than a majority of the rest of this place. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, probably the beds from 60 years ago weren't good anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't seem to be much here, but there's more beds than people here, so probably more people below. Yeah, I mean, best case, that means there's, uh, what, there's four people left? At the very least, yeah. And we still haven't hit any water. Also no. true. Is Raven pretty much just plugging what everybody's saying, I guess, for Cesare? Yeah, I mean, she could kind of reiterate everything since you can, while in physical contact with her, telepathically communicate. Can I make a check about hags? Do I know anything about hags? Oh man, if it's a water hag, that would be pretty That's what point. I'm thinking, Ooh. but that's meta knowledge, so yeah. that's why. Well, all the girls look the same, so I'm thinking it's mama. 
Uh, yeah, you can make a uh, a recall knowledge on uh, society or religion. Technically, any of you can. I'll think about hags. Just thank God I got those abilities for Raven. Otherwise, this would be really hard. <laughs> it would be really, really <laughs> yep. hard. We'd be like, let's yeah. take a break. We'll be back in a day. Well, the thing about Restore Senses is you still have to make a counteract check against the effect, too. It's not yeah. an automatic thing. Tomorrow, Ooh. I'll prepare nothing but Yikes. those, just in case. Yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it's a second level spell, so it'd be your second level spell. It's going to be really hard for Cesare to teach if you can't hear. I can do a big three. Well, <laughs> he, yeah, doesn't he doesn't know sign know... language or anything. You know? Well, you know, Raven can well, still do her thing. he can still thing. talk. He just yeah. can't, you know, yeah, but, yeah, answer yeah. questions. Like, there yeah, are no, deaf teachers. No, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. yeah, but I'm just like, there's no questions because he doesn't yeah, he know how to read lips. He doesn't know how to do, you know, no, Raven teaches Raven. the class. I really like the fact that Raven sleeps and he just lectures and ignores every question and anybody talking to him is like, just take notes, no questions. I, I love the I love the idea that he's basically just Aizawa from uh, My yes. Hero. <laughs> he's just in a sleeping bag, just in the corner. <laughs> and there's a good possibility there might be one than uh, more than the one hag. They tend to gather mm. in covens. Ah, and their children, the changeling girls, do have the potential mm. to eventually become a full-fledged hag themselves. Mm. Well, it's time for a family reunion. There are about a dozen different variety of hags, and if I remember correctly, there are a few that are fond of water. Mm. Great. Well, I don't, I don't judge them for that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else, yeah, but the water thing—that's fine. All right. Well, yeah, I guess we should uh, open these doors and see what's uh, waiting for us. Right. On to the next bit. All right, let's form up at the doors. Hopefully there's not another trap on these doors. Ouch. Well, I mean, you can check. Oh, I true. do check automatically. Yeah, automatically. That's right, we have a rogue here. How great. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how helpful that is. <laughs> <laughs> we've been taking the rogue for granted in literally every AP we've run. Making your way forward, approaching the door. Yeah, there's a set of double doors. Looks clear to me. All right. Lucia, I suppose, reaches out and... Uh, Unlatches the door. the door and the two of you push through because uh, Nicolo, I think, has a shield in his other hand right now. Uh, it is so, a buckler, though, oh, so, buckler, so I can actually yeah. still have a free hand. So the two of you open these doors, revealing beyond it a short hallway that proceeds forward maybe some 20 feet or so before sharply turning to the left. Again, the hallway here is relatively clear. Every five feet or so are uh, torch sconces. Although, unlike this room that you are in uh, currently that has this soft purple, almost this purplish-pink haze, there are no torches in these sconces hmm. as they lead forward around the corner. The walls here are covered in a uh, thick plaster that gives everything this uniform appearance. And despite the age of this place, the plaster, while cracked in places, is actually still quite intact. Well, it looks like somebody's kept up the place fairly well. So, uh, first time being in a weird underground uh, building, this is not normal, right? That is so nice? This or is not is this your normal? first time being in a weird underground building. We've been at least in two together. The wasp nest is a weird underground oh, that's three. building. <laughs> not to mention the initial tannery that we went to. Mm, yeah, yeah, the, the monastery. Huh. I retract my comment. <laughs> Would like it stricken from the record, please. Thanks, um, Niccolo got one with the whole running away on the stairs thing. I get this one. Okay. <laughs> to answer your All right, question, that's fair. <laughs> typically, underground is not well maintained. No. Mm. It's usually and wet. 
but most churches, and I guess in this place, cults, would keep their facilities well-maintained, regardless of if they're underground or on the surface. I'm just saying, this would make a really nice hideout. Yeah. I'm waiting for a place I can call dibs. <laughs> you you right, don't want one of the, the, uh, place, right? the, the cells that are completely devoid of anything. That reminds me of my studio apartment <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, it might be smaller than your studio apartment. Are they? It's maybe. It's close. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me a recall knowledge for... Uh, let's do society. Huh. You know, thinking about it... Uh, I did hear rumors that uh, Lucky Bones had an area for, uh, let's just say, customer appreciation. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I wish I'd known when this place was open. Special uh, gambling rooms and opium den, things like that. Uh, who knows? Maybe saucier things besides. But, uh, <laughs> but oh, uh, regardless. Oh, you should tell your brother about this. He could use it in his novel. <laughs> I'm sure he already has something similar. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, so maybe at some point, long, long ago, it was used for that sort of thing. Hmm. All right. I mean, I guess that explains why there's like a stage, because you could have some entertainment. Uh, yeah, that makes a good point. I could see that. <laughs> My, yeah, Lucia yeah. would think about the entertainment for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes, and not She's, think about Lucia's what the uses for all of these about, rooms are. <laughs> Lucia doesn't think about entertainment down here the same way that Cesare is yeah, thinking this was about a it, what kind of entertainment on down here. Lucia is an innocent, sweet little child. <laughs> I suppose you make your way forward? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Let's go. Stepping forward, you find that the passage continues ahead round, around the corner to your left before continuing only for about another 10 feet or so before taking a sharp right. Although there at the corner where it turns again, you can see that there's another door, a single door set on the left-hand wall. Hmm. I'll give Nico a thumbs up. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from everyone. Can Raven make the perception roll? Uh, Cesare can make the perception roll as well. Oh. It's oh, not it's up not Probably sight uh, hearing based. All of you smell this, this thick smell of... Not stagnant water, but definitely water. The smell of moisture, like wet stone. It smells relatively fresh, like maybe river water. Hmm. Nice. In addition, there is, however, an unpleasant odor under that, that Nicolo specifically, uh, probably due to his uh, his habitation, recognizes as the smell of mold. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, no. The moment you said, because of my habitation. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, it's so true, though. Nicola (laughs) isn't trained in nature, but he is trained in mold. Oh, gods. Mold, a bed. Hopefully it's not alive. That's what that is? Mm, I mean, mold technically is always alive, Oh, you know, like sentient or whatever. (laughs) She means the deadly variety that if you touch it, you just die. Yeah, Yeah, that too. Wait, that's a (laughs) thing? Yes, um, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Although technically Nicola wouldn't know that because he has no knowledge of nature. But there are an abundance of things within nature that can kill you, Lucia. Yeah. I was, was going to say Lucia has zero nature and has probably never been in a in a building that's had mold before in her life. Mm. Again, the very first underground building was essentially like a giant sewer thing. It's true. Right, door up ahead. We should probably check it first. Cesare nods. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I guess we'll poke our head around the corner first and see if there's like, you know, something ready to charge us. But yeah, I mean, if we get to the door and something attacks us before we can open it, that's one thing. But... Yeah. All right. As a side note for all of our listeners out there, there's a great short story called A Voice in the Night. <laughs> <laughs> that if Fires you want a very you interesting take, like mold infest, it's actually a very depressing story. Um, mm. It has a very interesting take on, like, you know, mold infestation. And uh, I feel like almost maybe forms the the basis for the Vegepigmy. Hmm. Oh, At the really? very least, they're touching on the same kind of idea. I have far so, uh, the Vegepigmies. It's a, uh, it's a great story. Anyway, hmm. you make your way forward. Uh, again, it's only about 10 feet further forward before oh. you reach a turn. The hallway turns off towards your right-hand side. The hallway continues for about... 10 feet. Again, the, the hallways here, the the walls rise up to a height of about seven feet. And then they curve up to form a an archway overhead uh, that's about eight feet at the pinnacle. Off towards your side, you can see that there's an arch and then uh, it opens up into a larger room, uh, maybe some 20 feet across. In the center of it, you can see that there's a, a gap in the floor as if there's a 10-foot wide area that is dropped down enough that even from here, you can see that it's dropped down more than a couple of feet uh, from 10 feet away. The smell of water seems to be stronger from that direction. However, there's still the door on your left. Mm -hmm. And nothing seems to be popping out at us, so I suppose we can continue yet, on just waiting for us to get close and all lean <laughs> in over the over the side. Uh, just saying, Victoria is like pulling up her scarf over her face. <laughs> uh, is that a tentacle? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you wish to approach the door off towards your left? Yes, I believe so. Making your way forward, uh, Nicolo gives the door a quick glance over. Looks fine to him. Mm. I imagine all of you shuffle your way forward. Lucia, opening this door, beyond you see a good-sized room, although it feels small. Floor-to-ceiling shelving, crafted from aged dark wood, lines the walls of this room. Although little beyond cobwebs and dust-covered fragments remain on the shelves, it appears that this chamber once served as a storage room. A large nest of filthy rags Ew. and moldy pillows lies in a heap on the far side of the room, tucked away in the corner beneath an empty torch sconce. A nest. Depressingly, and maybe for at the very least one of you, disturbingly, chalk squares reminiscent of those used in a children's <laughs> game cover no. the floor, no. adding oh. a touch of almost whimsy to this otherwise dreary room. Oh, that's oh. Maggie's room. Probably. Actually, mm. probably, yes. Mm -mm. Uh, so that's gross. Uh, I'm gonna off. go look around in there, though, because Maggie may have left us something. You think this was All her right. room? I mean, it probably was her room. It was I was definitely gonna also think room. it was maybe the room they kept the kids in, but it's a little too gross. Nah, Maggie was real into that, remember? That's what she was doing when we first met her, before she came to murder me in my house. Oh, you're right, yes, she was. Yeah, the, the hopscotch, yeah. Cesare will detect magic just to see if anything pings. Otherwise, he's going to keep an eye out towards this pool of water. I'm not sure if it's relevant, but there is a switch on the wall left of the rag pile of nest. Well, switches Sorry. are always relevant. Um, Nose goes. I don't know what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll touch it. It's fine. <laughs> I just look at it's right Lucia, next to where like, Lucia is right now. The mm. expert is going to touch it, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia, you realize you're probably going to have to swim in gross water later, right? I am delaying the gross as long as humanly possible. Did you wear scrubby clothes? This is this is coming from Cesare, who I do remember a fight where he absolutely avoided some oh, nasty-looking yeah. rats. It's true. <laughs> it's rats. But it's one of those. This that was. It's inevitable that we're gonna get gross down here. Okay, so don't fancy. act like you know. Fancy recognizes fancy. <laughs> fancy recognizes fancy a little bit. That's true. That's true. Uh, I've never accused Nicolo of being fancy, so let's go. Right? <laughs> oh. Hit it. Nicolo, you make your way over? Sure. Looks clear. <laughs> I, I love that. that. Excellent. <laughs> well done. Uh, well, Nicolo oh, will... Lever <laughs> oh, oh, man, why do you have that lever? What did Maggie do in this room? Uh... <laughs> I was gonna say, can we investigate the lever before we pull the lever? Like, is there I mean, like, can we see what it's going to? That's why he said it looks to? clear. I yeah. mean, this trap spotter would trigger if All it was right. going to do something nefarious. I mean, potentially it could it could feasibly arm a trap elsewhere in the building. You don't know. Maybe. But. True. I will go on ahead and toggle the lever, and Nikola will try not to have flashbacks of another life where geometric shapes come to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Those are circular. This is you reach out. You grab the switch. You pull this down. There's a soft pop from the wall directly in front of you as a rectangular section of the wall pops free. Free enough for you to pull it towards you and then slide it into a recess on the wall to your right hand side. That's pretty clever. Revealing a secret door that would take you into one of the sleeping cells. Oh, in the previous chamber. Whoever was sleeping oh. in there was having a bad time. <laughs> Let's hope it was for like a servant thing. Do I even want to speculate on why this is here? Because you could just walk around like If 20 you kept feet. your midnight snacks in here, then at night, you don't even have to go that far. You just pop through the little secret door. You get your it's midnight snack. It's probably a relic from the casino when people are having more clandestine meetings. Mm. I mean, I'm sure that makes a lot more sense, but the snacks thing is fun. I guess so, yeah. I do like snacks. Multiple uh, is weird. what we're saying. Anyone that wishes to uh, may make me a society check to recall knowledge. Well, we may be focused on this cult right now. Don't forget that the gray spiders were here before and they were slavers and kidnappers. Oh, yeah. Mm, there is that, too. Mm. Good point. What's the saying? Every single mm. house is haunted in some way and... All of the horrible things that happened down here, I wouldn't be surprised if this was extremely haunted. Let's not speak that into the world. A metaphorical haunt. Mm, yeah, but we live in a world where that ain't always metaphor. You remember the ghost in that other house that we still haven't dealt with? That is true. Oh, did we forget about that? We haven't checked on him. We gotta make sure he's okay. I mean, so far he seems to be fine. We saw him this morning. We saw a picture of the daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did she have mismatched colored eyes? It was a um, charcoal drawing. I wonder if perhaps the daughter was a changeling. That would be interesting. That's why she ventured down into the well in the sewers and they couldn't stop her. Maybe. Hm. I mean, maybe if it led all the way here. I mean, we haven't really Jeez. found that entrance into the sewer system, but... Well, we're about to go down. 
Was the dad called too, though? Because I thought. Call a dad. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's what he I mean. went down I was to like, look for her. I thought. I don't. Yeah, think... he just went down to try to find her, and then. Well, no, he was obsessed with the lady. Yeah, he was obsessed with the lady too. There's always good old fashioned enchantment magic. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Yeah, but I think he started getting obsessed after uh, over the lady after the daughter disappeared after being obsessed over the woman, which could have been the hag. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep going because I don't like standing around in here. Yeah, I can't see anything else in here. Yeah. So we will shuffle outside of the uh, room here, and I guess we're going to approach the... Uh, the tentacle pool. Yeah, the body of water oh, no. that might be a tentacle pool. <laughs> Let's hope not. Very well. You five make your way forward. Uh, approach towards the, uh, again, this large open chamber. You can see into the room as you begin to approach a little bit closer towards it. You can see that there's another hallway. The hallway basically continues on the opposite side from the side you're on. Yeah. Uh, and another 10-foot hallway exits off towards the right-hand side. Lucia, you can just see um, a single door on the right-hand side, and only Nicolo, yeah, I think only Nicolo can mm. clearly see the door on the other side, because it is 40 yeah, it's feet dim away. illumination for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nicolo, with your dark vision, you can see that there is a door at the far end of the hall, basically where the hallway continues on the opposite side of this room with its large central area, this large opening in the floor. You can see an immense pair of iron doors. Hmm closed with what appears to be a uh, chain looped through the handles on the doors hmm. and some form of sign or plaque um, huh. hanging on it. Jeez. Still dangling okay. with what appears to be a, a wax seal and an official stamp. Huh. Oh. Interesting. This is probably where they closed it off. As far as the room is concerned, a 10-foot wide pit yawns in the center of this room leaving a five-foot-wide walkway that surrounds it. The room's walls are adorned with intricate aged stonework that adds this strange sense of antiquity to the atmosphere of this room. No railings guard the edges of this pit, which are instead decorated with shards of jagged glass and broken metal. Hmm. Hmm. The room's high vaulted ceiling amplifies the sense of danger of this room. As it looms overhead, its shadows playing tricks on the eye, giving you almost this impression that you're walking into the center of a silo Mm. that somehow both makes you acrophobic and agoraphobic simultaneously. (laughs) Great combination. Can we see the bottom of the pit? I mean, is it like this was an imprint or was this just like a sewer grate that used to be closed over? Or maybe it was one of those, like, cool art deco thing, not art deco, like, decorative things where they had fish in it or something. Mm, yeah. Whoa. Don't get close. They're hinged. You stand on it for long enough, the whole thing gives way, you fall into the pit. Oh. Uh, well, that's horrible. Similar to a leap of faith. Sorry, what? I just, yeah, I was like that. Nico's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. I, 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 I appreciate, him, I appreciate so. the verisimilitude of getting that in the middle of us having a conversation about what this could be for. Raven her. grabs onto fun. both of Cesare's ears like handlebars. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <pulls> <laughs> <his> <laughs> Ow. Nicolo says stop. I'm not a horse. Giddy up. <laughs> she reaches into her bag, pulls out a tiny little hat, cowboy hat, just puts it on her head. Oh. Where'd she get that? This is my 10 ounce hat. Oh. <laughs> That's the cutest thing ever. 
awesome. Oh, little kitty. Anyway. Uh, oh, but danger is here. Anyway, be careful. Just Can you disarm it or stop it or jam it? Is there anything wrong with going into the... Well, I guess we, we can't get close enough to actually see if water? that's... Well, not really, but I was just curious if it was like it had filled up with water, but there was like spikes below or something. You probably would get tired know. and drown. Maybe you can't get there's back out There's jagged glass. Win. Yeah, there's that too. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a pillow pit where they all used to smoke opium. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Oh, it's those 1970s sunken living room? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, the only thing as far as uh, Nicolo and... Uh, Vittoria can, sorry, Nicolo and Lucia up at front can see from here is that the pit is at minimum seven feet deep. Okay. Because so you no. can see about ah. seven feet down. Uh, okay. You can also see that the while the pit itself here is only ten feet wide at the top, uh, it looks like the walkway that surrounds it is literally a walkway. As in, the room under it is twenty feet wide. So if you were oh. to fall in, you would then have to climb up the outside and then manage to do a five-foot horizontal jump back to grab onto the ledge covered in glass and broken metal uh, to pull ooh. yourself up and out. That's a uh, well, pretty nasty. nasty trap. It's I mean, vicious, it a, as one might say. Yes. Very hey. vicious. Is there a way that I could actually disable this so that it doesn't dump us unceremoniously? So, Niccolo, you eye this. Kind of pace back and forth, pace back and forth. You think for a couple seconds, kind of tap your chin. There are a couple of ways that you could jam this so that it would hopefully get all of you across. The challenge is, is that um, it's basically four hinged traps Mm. because it's the walkway on each wall. Ah, jeez. You then glance up and notice something peculiar. Again, this place is, is relatively well taken care of. Now, you suppose it's not surprising, considering that it's a lawful evil cult living down here. However, even older than all the rest of that, uh, it's not a matter of dust, it's nothing else. One of the torch sconces, the torch sconce the closest to entering this room, is worn slightly smoother than the others. Uh, As if from years uh. of individuals touching it. As you take a closer look, you can see that there's an almost imperceptible gap, almost as if the mortar around it has been removed, as if there's nothing truly attaching it to the wall, though it is obviously attached. I think I may have found a bypass switch. Hold on in case it actually triggers it instead. I grab <laughs> Turns the entire hallway into a slide and just shoots you down. <laughs> into the Super Hold fun, happy slide. What? Whee! Cesare huh? asked, thinking Raven didn't give him the whole translation. <laughs> I just held on to Nicolo, so I guess choose your poison. <laughs> hold on to your elves. In, in, the, in the famous words of uh, Samuel L. Jackson, hold on to your butts. Yeah, your butts. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicolo will attempt to flip this lever or pull this switch or whatever it is. So you take this. You kind of try to pull it down, push it up. You then rotate it 45 degrees clockwise. And it stays in place. As you release it, you do hear a soft mechanical clicking sound. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's timed. Although yep. with the speed at which it's turning, you think you probably have a minute. All right. Bought us a bit of time. We need to pick where we're going quickly. I guess we're going across. So, yeah. Well, well no. there's that other side Yeah, what passage. about the door down here? I say we go to the closest path. 
Okay. I mean, Nicola, you can hold it in place until you oh, let it go. Like you can just hold it enough. and keep it from So burning. we can just, we're not deciding on a shot clock. We're just moving on a shot clock. Okay. okay. Technically speaking, Nicola can just sit there and hold it until everyone gets across and then move himself. Okay, true. Sure. Then uh, I'm the slowest of all one. of us. It's true. So, all right. Go to the right then. Because it is the closest way across. Yeah. Works for me. Nicolo holds the door, I suppose, or the trap door as it is. Hold the line. <laughs> so you quickly make your out your way out, finding that there's only like a 10-foot little area, or basically a 10-foot square area over there. So knowing that when Nicolo gets over here, he's going to have to quickly squeeze in with the rest of you. Mm. I suppose, uh, Nicolo, you release that and quickly uh, rush your way over there. Yep. Lucia quickly uh, opens the door. Once uh, Nicolo gives kind of the thumbs up because he walks mm. into trap spotter range. Yeah. We've already had one trap, but what about second trap? That's true. <laughs> it's always one of those moments where trap spotter definitely pays off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We'll go ahead and Looks open clear. this door. You quickly open the door. Uh, step forward to get out of just kind of squeezing into this. Oh, again, it's a 10 foot by 10 foot area. So if you're not looking at it as five foot squares, you're not really that squeezed in. Mm. It's the size of my office. <laughs> you open the door and reveal a larger chamber beyond. 20 feet at a side, you would say, with a single other door that exits off towards the left-hand side. An antique wooden desk sits in the far corner of this room, attended by a high-backed chair, although now with various tufts of stuffing protruding here and there from what you can see of it. Partially broken shelves sit against the walls off towards your left and right-hand side. The shelves themselves almost collapsing under their contents of old books. Uh, what look to be log books or maybe accounting. Uh, you're not entirely positive. Strange symbols of a one-eyed insectile face have been painted on the walls, along with curving lines of what you can only describe as sinister-looking script. Uh, once Cesare can see into the room, you can confirm infernal script. Wonderful. However, this isn't the greatest amount of concern for you as you look into the room. Uh-oh. Sitting at the desk is a single figure who glances up, takes his spectacles off of his horned, red-scaled nose. Oh, crud gently folds them and sets them down as this seven-foot-tall... Oh, crud. ...scaled, horned being stands to his feet, two massive horns protruding off of his head, and the variety of bony spurs and horns covering his chest and back, probably responsible for the horrid state <laughs> that that antique chair is in. The lower portion of the figure's face is covered... And you're not positive if it is hair or tendrils <gasps> that trail down from his neck and across Ooh. his chest. He gently places his spectacles oh, on the table. I love it. Yes. Visitors. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, this should be interesting. Uh, yeah, do you think we can talk our way out of this, guys? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, know. Cesare sees a devil and enters murder mode, so, yeah. you know. Can we, you think we can chat him enough to all get in the room at least? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, so everybody can get eyes on him? Yet? Uh-huh. We all. <laughs> yes. 
We brought snacks. <laughs> so, snacks. yeah. Make a deal. We'll have that to look minutes. forward to. <laughs> Full on devil mode next time. Oh, uh, so, oh boy, yeah, gracious. I suppose... Um, well, before we go, we do want to take an opportunity to thank all of our patrons for their continued patronage and support. Yeah. Uh, so thank you one and all for your continued support of the podcast. Uh, we have had a wonderful last couple of months uh, in large part because of the continued support that all of you keep giving us. So uh, keep that up, if you will, please, because we very much enjoyed that. And we are steadily closing closer and closer by the week to uh, getting Hell's Rebels to the point where it can be a weekly show. True, true. Uh, if you'd be interested in joining us on that, if you'd be interested in supporting the podcast in that way, if you would be interested in uh, uh, listening to our Tyrant's Grasp actual play, uh, which has mm-hmm. been phenomenal recently and has uh, just recently be- or will very soon uh, be reaching episode 100. So uh, now's a real good time to jump in on that. Uh, also, we've just put out some new T-shirts and uh, those have been getting some rave reviews. So definitely check those out as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in addition to that, I did want to uh, mention that we have had the return of our after parties. Uh, unfortunately, that was uh, last Saturday, but it will be on the first Saturday of each month. So if you were not able to join us when that made its triumphant return, uh, which was May 6th, uh, you'll be able to join us again on June 3rd. Yep, and that's so, on our uh, Twitch channel. Yep, yeah. and that is over on our Twitch channel, uh, which you can uh, easily find. So beyond that, we do want to take an opportunity real quick to, uh, of course, thank again all of our patrons and thank a couple of them by name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to take an opportunity to thank Abby Jones. Thank you, Abby. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love the name, Abby. But yeah, thank you, Abby, for your continued patronage and support. And I'd like to thank Max Dreher. Dreher? Dreher? Uh, so I would like to thank Trevor Newbright. Yeah. Very thank cool. you, Trevor. I'm going to thank uh, David Gee. Thank you, David. Yeah. I would like to thank James Green. Oh, thank you, very James. Nice. All right. And I would like to go on ahead and thank Mr. Swank, who at the very name. least has a good Simpsons reference, but you know. That's a good name. <laughs> Mr. Right. Swank. Swank. I would like to take an opportunity, of course, to also thank our Find the Path tier patrons for their continued patronage and support um, up at our uh, $50 tier. Those include uh, Andrew Miller and here. This would usually be where I just say Eric Junker. However, I did receive a letter from Lisa Junker informing me that yes, Eric Junker and Lisa Junker are both supporting us at the $50 tier, uh, but I can be put together as Eric and Lisa Junker. Very cool. Wow, thank you so much, Thank you both. I know, I really appreciate that. Um, I I think we received a letter in a while back that I think just said that one of them was backing us on the Patreon and then kept forgetting what the other one's login was. And then just went, you know what? I just figured I'd go ahead and back you also. Well, they probably kept losing their spot. (laughs) Also, Gary S., Jessica Vertelli, Jim, Joshua Paul Saldana, Louis Ellis, and TJ Kahn. Thank you all for continuing to support us and for helping us get this much closer to having our rebellion be a weekly affair. Woo! Yes, so now that Tyrant's Grasp is weekly, the next big goal is Hell's Rebels going weekly. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. Check back with us next time to uh, to see how the party does against the. Uh, I'll go ahead and just I'll give a little spoiler here. Oh, the most powerful okay. devil they have ever faced. Oh, oh no! More powerful than the More powerful than the More powerful than those Lemures. And the mirrors, yeah. Or Lemures, whichever you prefer. All right. Well, good luck out there, everybody. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. 
All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Pathfinders have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>